your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. Oh, welcome back, Tommy. It's been a while. We'll get in, We'll get into that, of course. We got a good episode for you guys today. Uh, Blues are amidst a, a six-game skid, so we're going to be getting into that. And then just a couple hours, the puck will drop between the St. Louis Blues and Vegas Golden Knights. So we're going to be getting into that as well. But before we start, I want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. All right. First of all, Tommy, how are you feeling? I, I didn't inform the listeners of, of what you were going through, but I, I let them know you were on injured reserve for a little bit. Yeah, so apparently uh, long-term injured reserve for the Blues this season extends to Twitter users and podcasters alike. Uh, <laughs> so I ended up going to a trampoline park in Springfield. It's called Urban Air. Uh, if you're around the area, you might be familiar with it. It's in Battlefield Mall. But I worked at the Sky Zone, obviously, for like five years. So I was like, oh, I'll just go back, like get back in the swing of it figure out how to do everything again because it's been a minute since I jumped but I was hitting front flips and doing back flips and all the stuff and I was gonna go do like a back bomb just like when you like jump and then like land on your back and then land back on your feet and I landed on my back too high and my feet went like over my head folding chair style uh felt a pop in my lower back and I just like went stiff on the trampoline couldn't move couldn't get up so they called the paramedics, sent me to the hospital, and got diagnosed with a lumbar sprain, which blues. Oh, that's Steiner's injury. Yeah, if you're familiar, that's why Alexander Steen retired. <laughs> so that was scary. So that being said, Thomas Welch is retiring from podcasting. <laughs> See you, Tommy. You're not so lucky. Not so lucky. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, they said one to two weeks. I should be feeling okay. Uh, it's been I think four or five days now, and it really just feels. To this point, like I just did like a back workout like forty eight hours ago. Like I'm just still kind of like stiff, but it's not like pain or anything. But but when it first happened, I really thought I like messed up my spine, and that pop mm-hmm. really scared me too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, my friend that I was with said I looked like Casper the Friendly Ghost because I was so white, <laughs> Oof. like just pale. Well, um, I pre- appreciate you battling through injury, Colton yeah, Pareko style, just, hopping on the pod, playing exactly. through a back injury. And that's another thing too is like if. If Pareko, if Steen was playing with any kind of pain like I had, and Pareko's been playing with any kind of pain like I had, like I, dude, it was hard for me to get out of bed or like sit up in my bed, much less skate around and play hockey. So these, I mean, people call them warriors all the time, but they really are just like a different breed of human being. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, hopefully we get, hopefully get Pareko back soon. It sounds like he was at the mm-hmm. morning skate today, so. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Well, b- before we before we move on, just to just to lighten the mood a little bit. I know you mentioned it earlier. It looked like something when I was talking earlier. So it looked like something out of out of ridiculousness when you fell. So how yeah. hard would how hard slash how annoying would Chanel West Coast laugh at your injury? Oh my if Rob god! Rob Deerdeck like showed it on the screen. On a one on a scale of one to ten, probably be like a like an eight. Like she'd probably full get high pitched full up on there. Yeah, hit the whole range of Steelo Brim. Run that back, Steelo Brim. Run that back. Run that back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. God, and oh. I actually brought that up to the nurse that was in my. It was a dude, but it was like the nurse that was in my room. He was like, he was like, so your feet went over your head and you just like kind of crumpled. I was like, yeah, dude. Like, I, I, if someone would have got it on video, I could have sent it into ridiculousness. Made some money. <laughs> He's like, dude, you would have had your That's own segment. Awesome. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's awesome. I heard about that. Like, people send their videos into ridiculousness, and then like 
they use it on a show four years later and they get a check in the mail for 200 bucks. It's yeah, like, exactly. Sweet. It's pretty dope. Oh, all right. Speaking of injuries and struggles and bad things, the Blues. <laughs> yeah, not they, great. They've been struggling. Uh, six, six losses in a row. Playing the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. It's not getting any easier over this this final month. I can't believe we're saying that. This final month of the oh. regular season. It's, I mean, I have the schedule, or I had the schedule pulled up. But, uh, I mean, we know it. I've been, we've been saying it for weeks now. It's 19 of the remaining whatever games are against Vegas, Colorado, and Minnesota. Uh, That's a gauntlet. It's a gauntlet. I think we saw signs of of improvement last game against colorado but as i said in the in the the episode prior to that game or yeah i think it was or whatever the last the last solo episode i did i said you know it doesn't matter if they improve 75 percent and and you know still take two steps back because that's what we've been doing all season taking one step forward and two steps back and as much as it was great to see them play well against colorado we still saw them fall into similar traps really bad turnover by ryan o'reilly of all people and game slipped away in the final 40 seconds and you know what it, it time for excuses is over i blues played well that's great got zero points can't happen i think the last two games against colorado as a whole i mean you look at the first one and it was like the first period uh was very promising i felt like they hung with them every step of the way uh it was like 50 50 Corsi sitting there uh, i think the blues were beating them in shots 12 to 10 so that i mean obviously Shots don't tell the whole story in terms of like danger opportunities, but I mean mm-hmm. that was that was promising for the first period, and then the wheels just fell off in the second and third, got into penalty trouble, um, a couple calls that Panger didn't like, <laughs> um, and next thing you know, uh, you're ended up on the wrong end of the game, uh, trying to fight back the whole time. It just doesn't happen. And then last game, I feel like we hung with them the entire time. Billy Huso played out of his goddamn mind. Uh, getting the start again tonight, which I think is right. I think you should. you got to ride the hot oh. hand at this point. You can't – I mean, I love Jordan Bennington. I still think he's a fantastic goalie in this league. He's not playing like that right now. you got to ride the hot hand. And if Billy Huso plays like that again, he gives you a better chance to win than Bennington right now. And we're running out of time. You can't just say, oh, Bennington's our starter. Like, we're going to stand behind him no matter what because you don't have enough time to stand behind him no matter what. Mm-hmm. And another thing is – the Blues had a hot rookie goaltender come in, make some noise in Jordan oh Bennington in 2019 uh, towards oh the end of the season. And he spearheaded them to a playoff, to not only a playoff run, but a Stanley Cup run, and they won the whole thing. So if history repeats itself, <laughs> Billy Uso is the answer to all of our problems. Just a, just a small if. Right yeah, there. Just, a, just a hot take for you right there. But it is a cool, like, I don't think, uh, the chances of that happening again are like slim to none right but it is a cool kind of like comparison that it's it has the potential to kind of happen out the same way right uh mm-hmm. so we'll see mm-hmm. if he gets a second start in a row uh it could be it could be the start of something special we'll see what happens mm-hmm. agreed agreed uh it's been a minute since we've had a good goalie controversy episode so exactly. I, I think we're gonna we might have to spend the whole second segment on that but before we do I want to tell you guys all about our good friends over at Built Bar. You know them. You love them. Built, March Madness for Built Bar is over. The tournament ended. Controversial winner. We'll get into that another time. Uh, Tommy, I don't know if you saw, but it was the, the coconut. Are you one. kidding me? Yeah. This goes yeah, from bad so. to worse, man. 
Hurt my back, blues suck, and I get robbed of a championship. That's bullshit. Oh, the championship. <laughs> yeah, but so Bill Bar, you know them, you love them. They're delicious. Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You got so many delicious flavors, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. The list goes on and on. And all bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And like I said, they're delicious. And the best part about them is Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. For example, if you're looking at the peanut butter flavor, which I think was eliminated far too early in the tournament, but... I digress. You're looking at 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. So that's what you're looking like for the average Built Bar. It's really good for you, and it tastes delicious. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, Tom, before we get into this goalie controversy, this goalie debate, I don't even know if it's going to be much of a debate because I think we're on a similar page. But the one thing that is is concerning to me about the Blues this season, or not the one thing, one one of the many things, um, that game against Colorado was, the last game was an example of the Blues losing a game they could have won, um, losing a winnable game. And not only did the Blues not usually lose winnable games, at their best, we see the Blues win a whole lot of games that they should have lost. And I don't really think we've seen any of that this season, much less, you know, the the games that they should have won that they're losing. So it's it, it, it really stems, I just, you know, it stems deeper than goaltending. It stems deeper than the offense or the defense or whatever, like we've talked about. But at the same time, I think there is signs of hope i don't think that the season should be written off just yet and moving it's got to be taken one game at a time starting tonight and the biggest issue at hand at least with the next few games are who's going to be in net for the blues what do you think tommy what are your thoughts on this well i think just the the first half of your comments i think are probably bang on i would also say just last game not only was it a case of them losing a game that they had a chance to win or probably should have won. Um, but it really was, I thought it was an even match the whole game. And Colorado, obviously Colorado's first in the division for a reason, right? And they're an absolute powerhouse, Stanley Cup favorite. Um, so I, I think that's the kind of expectations that Blues fans had for the Blues all season long. Obviously mm-hmm. they haven't lived up to them. Um, but that's the kind of expectations that the Blues should have for themselves too because they're capable of playing that kind of hockey. And I think it's been a long time since we saw that level of hockey from this Blues team, for whatever reason it might be, whether Jordan Bennington was struggling that night, whether the defense was Swiss cheese uh, in the crease, whether the offense couldn't find the back of the net, or all three of them, because we've seen that as mm-hmm. well. Um, but uh, I think Vili Husso coming in and being a guy, at least last night, that you could depend on in situations to give you a save, um, even when the defense breaks down, gives the defense more confidence to play loose uh, and play their style of hockey, uh, which I feel like all of them, to some degree, needed, right? Because like, you can't just have mm-hmm. like Jordan Bennington sitting back there, uh, and if the defense breaks down, you know it's in the back of the net, because that's when, like, Jor- like uh, Craig Berube said, 
like those mistakes were happening, those mistakes were happening, and then five seconds later, the puck's in the back of the net. I feel like that's a morale thing. I feel like that's a confidence mm-hmm. thing where it's like, oh, if I make one mistake, like we're screwed, the game's going downhill, and that shouldn't be the case. And David Perron just said a couple games ago, it's like, work, 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 this team needs to work. Um, I think John Kelly said that David Perron's work ethic needs to spread like COVID, which is probably not hmm. the best comparison to make, but I think he's right. Is like, there's been so many times, and I love Jordan Cairo. This podcast loves Jordan Cairo, but there's been so many times where he makes a mistake, and it seems like he doesn't get back. Uh, hangs, or, hangs his head. Exactly, and like yeah. it's fine. I understand. Like I would probably be pissed at myself too, especially being that young. But like in the NHL, you gotta hold yourself accountable and hold yourself accountable for your teammates and fight for your guys. And I feel like uh, the this team did a really good job of that last game against Colorado. Uh, and just one mistake, like we said, Ryan O'Reilly, your captain, making it at the end of the game. Uh, it sucks, but that was the difference, and I feel like if this team plays that kind of hockey like they did last game for every single game the rest of this season, in my opinion, I think they're going to make the playoffs because they're capable of playing that style of hockey, and they're capable of being a playoff team. They just have to go out and do it. So we'll see yeah, if we'll see if I mean, pull it off. The unfortunate thing is, and I said this previously, that the Blues could win out and miss the playoffs at this point. Obviously, that's not going to happen, but it's It's a whole lot lot harder to be on the outside looking in. Um, You know, you you go and you win a game tonight, you, you claw tooth and nail, you beat Vegas, and then what happens if Arizona wins their next game? Then you're in the exact same spot. So... If the mental the me- mentality of this team had been tested throughout the season up until this point, and you know it's been kind of weighing on them morally, it's about to get a whole lot harder. They're not in the playoffs right now. They are. They are. They have to fight to make their way back into that a playoff spot, and then that's that's a different beast than being in a playoff spot and just playing well and maintaining that because they're not just relying on themselves anymore. They need to win games for sure. But there's also, there's also going to be a little bit, I mean, I don't think that, I don't think the blues are going to be guilty of it, but blues fans, there's going to be a lot of standing watching, you know, regardless of how well the blues play, you need things from other teams to happen as well. And I think that's just going to make the mental fortitude even more important because even if the Blues, like we said, they played pretty well against Colorado and we didn't see results. We didn't see any points on the board. Even if they go and play well against Vegas tonight, we could see points on the board, but we might not see the Blues gain a single inch in the standing. So it's not where I wanted them to be. I said I said I would have a really hard time seeing them get back into a playoff spot if they dropped out of it. I'm going to maintain that. I think it's going to be a little bit harder than people might think. It is because of the way this Just the way the season is going. Um you know, if Arizona's playing a team and they get in a roll and they win five or six straight, there you go. Kiss your playoff chances goodbye unless the Blues can maintain that pace. So uphill battle for sure. Yep, and a huge part of that uphill battle is going to be the offense figuring it out. Uh, and Craig Berube kind of put the lines through a little bit of a blender, more of like a past tense blender because we're seeing uh, Schwartz, Shen, and Kairu back on the top line. I personally love that decision. Uh, just because of the energy that they had earlier on in the season when they were together. And I thought mm-hmm. that line definitely brought out the best of Jordan Cairo in terms of work ethic and obviously in terms of offensive production. Um, so getting him back going, I think, is crucial for this team's success. Um, I don't know about seeing Vladdy on the third line, 
But I mean, I he plays like he plays a physical style of hockey, and his work ethic is always there. Uh, so hopefully he can get that third line going. And I mean, he's been kind of he's been kind of quiet for a while now. Obviously, that one timer was huge. Uh, hopefully unloads that a little bit more. But uh, there's a lot of things that interest me about this line. Zach Sanford on the fourth line too is very interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's something that Blues fans have been calling for for a while. Um, which but, almost like, which almost makes me feel like it's more of a Doug um, Doug Armstrong said, "Hey, put Zach Sanford on the fourth line instead of Craig Berube," because I don't know why Craig Berube would just decide to start now unless he really didn't like Zach Sanford's game last game. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, and the the Mike Hoffman topic is a whole another issue that we could get into. But yeah, you want to I, run I, down? We we might have to. But I uh, like but him before, up top. Before we do that. Before we get into what could be a, a rowdy debate, I do want to mention betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, cough, cough, national championship tonight, mm-hmm. and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus along with your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And don't forget to use that promo code locked on when you sign up. All right, and we'll be right back with the end of today's episode. All right, before we wrap this one up, I do want to tell you guys about two other shows in the Locked On Network that I think you should be checking out. The first one is Locked On Today. Now, obviously here we can't even cover all the NHL news, much less all the sports news. So Locked On Today does their best to cover everything going on in the world in sports on a given day. So anything you might have missed from over the weekend, go check them out. They got it all covered there. And then the second show is Locked On NHL Fantasy. I'm sure a lot of you guys have playoffs coming up for your fantasy hockey leagues. It's getting towards the end of the season. So if you need some advice, not sure who to play, check out that show, Locked On NHL Fantasy. They got great stuff there. All right, Tommy. So Mike Hoffman, I feel like we could touch on it very briefly because we are getting to the end of the episode, and I want to talk about tonight's game at least a little bit. But my take, I think Craig Ruby hates Mike Hoffman. I, I just don't think that style of play matches Ruby's system at all. And I think we've seen that throughout this year. I think you were right. I think Craig Berube despised Mike Hoffman and his style of play. And I think when Craig Berube uh, healthy scratched him, healthy bombed him, uh, Mike Hoffman went and had a conversation with Craig Berube and said, hey, man, like, I I understand like what you're asking me to do. Like, I can't physically do what you're asking me to do with the people that I'm playing with, like, it's just not going to work out. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a spot shooter. I'm one of the best shooters from the spot that I shoot at in the league, right up there with Kucherov, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So get me guys that can get me that, get me the puck in that position. Um, and I can score you goals and get you a lot of points. And I think Craig Burby said, you know what? I'll give you Fine. a shot. Yeah, I'll do. I'll I'll put you in the top six. I'll try and put you in a position to succeed. I still don't know why he's not on the first power play. I think he should be. But seeing him back in the top six, and I think the first game back, he he was like a couple inches away from scoring a hat trick. He mm-hmm. rang a pipe, had a breakaway, and scored a goal all in the first period. So uh, I think 
just even just having I don't obviously I don't know if that conversation happened, but it feels like that's a conversation mm-hmm. that happened. And mm-hmm. I think uh Hoffman said he had a discussion with Craig Bruby after the healthy scratch. So I would assume that's kind of what they were talking about. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think even just because Craig Bruby's like a reasonable guy and he's not going to be like, oh, you know, it's my way or the highway. Like, uh, I think he wants his players to succeed and his players obviously know the best way for them to succeed. So just having that conversation and being like, hey, here's how I'm going to exceed on this on on this team and him being like, OK, let's let's work it out for you. Then I think that's 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 as great a coach as you can have. Right. One that listens. So yeah. I, the people that say fire Craig Bruby, I, I still. No. Yeah. Greatly disagree with you. No, and we do have the trade deadline coming up. Can't believe it hasn't happened already. It feels like I the know. season's like over. Um, but yeah, trade deadline coming up. Mike Hoffman could be a name tossed around. That is not a discussion we're going to be opening up at the 20-minute mark of this episode, though, no. unfortunately. As much fun as it would be to sit here for the next two hours talking about hypothetical trades. Um, so yeah, there's these next few games are going to be huge. Do the Blues buy? Do they sell? Do they stand pat? Who knows? It's going to be a very interesting trade on this year. And the one thing I do want to say before we get into the preview of tonight's game, I still think all things said and done, this season will be an outlier. They're playing; These guys are playing so many games so frequently. They're not practicing as, as they should. They're not traveling the same way. There's so many restrictions. These guys can't maintain their routines that they, used to, that they usually do. They're showing up to the rink an hour and a half before the game when I'm sure some of them would want to be there eight hours before the game. Whatever. Before we spend these next few weeks talking about who to trade, who to keep, the future of this team, I think it's really important to remember that the negatives of this season are probably a little bit enhanced um, and things look a little bit worse than they than they are. That's my long-term outlook on this team. Just wanted yeah, to put that out there. I 100% agree, especially in, with a guy like Jordan Bennington. I feel like I feel like we've talked about this before, but I think he feeds off that crowd energy so much, whether you love him or you hate him. I think that's a big part of his game and that raw emotion that he has, even if he doesn't show it all the time. Uh, he definitely shows it on the ice when he's going around gooning guys like Eric Carlson. So, uh, <laughs> I think I think he does play with a lot of emotion, even if he doesn't wear it on his sleeve in interviews. Um, so not having crowds, not having fans, especially in away games where they're just like yelling at him at the whole, yelling at him the entire time. Uh, I think that definitely is part of the reason why we've seen a decline in his play uh in the bubble and in this season so i i again that's why i i'm not too concerned about the future of jordan bennington yeah um people people are quick to point out that contract but go look at thatcher demko a guy in vancouver who has barely proved himself at all just got a five-year uh 25 million dollar contract so like right around what bennington got yeah um and bennington is a stanley cup champion and still one of the statistically best goalies in the league since he joined the league including his struggles this season so Bennington is far from the problem of this team that contract is far from the problem of this team but again that is a topic from another episode real quick before we wrap this one up St. Louis Blues Vegas Golden Knights 8 p.m. Eastern tonight Golden Knights are 24 10 and 2 Blues are 16 15 and 6 Golden Knights have the second best defense in the league in terms of goals allowed. It's going to be a challenge. Tommy, who's your locked on player of the game? Oh, man. Locked on player of the game. I feel like anytime David Perron goes up against any of his old teams, really, but specifically Vegas, uh, just because Mark Stone and all those guys are so kind of inflammatory, uh, he I feel like he thrives in games like that where he can get under guys' skin. 
uh, and maybe sometimes make dumb penalties, but most of the time uh, rip some into the twine and put the blues on the board. So I'm going to go with David Perron tonight and say that I'm going to say the blues win three to two. And it's a slug fest like back and forth the whole game. Cause I think the blues, if I'm, if I'm reading it correctly, the blues are going to come out pissed off that they didn't get a point last game with 40 seconds left to spare. Uh, they're going to be hungry. They're going to take it to them in the first period, maybe get out to a two goal lead. I don't know. I feel like the last time we played Robin Leonard, uh, we played him pretty well. And I think mm-hmm. Panger said something about the scouting report. Like if you're going to go backhand on him, make sure you get it elevated because he slides that, uh, that pad over pretty well. Uh, yep. but, if, but it felt like the blues kind of realized that and elevated on him a lot. So hopefully they, yep. hopefully they keep that going. Um, get back in the win column instead of dropping to seven in a row. That would be brutal. Uh, and, uh, show some emotion and show some flair and talent that this, that I know this team has, uh, in Alex Petrangelo's return. Yeah. Um, Alex Petrangelo's return is a big narrative. My pick for locked on player of the game is a guy that I think we have yet to see really break out this season. A guy that has yet to have a dominant performance, but is capable of being one of the most dominant forwards in the entire NHL. And that is Vladimir Tarasenko. Um, he's looked good in his return. Uh, but I don't think he's played as well as he or really anyone would have liked. And that's, again, that's expected. He hasn't played hockey in years. Um, and it's taken him a little bit to get up to speed. But he always is, is prone to elevate his play against tough competition. And who better than up, up against his former captain in Alex Petrangelo, his former best friend in Ryan Reeves, and the Vegas Golden Knights, one of the best teams in this league. I think Vladimir Tarasenko is going to take that, I don't want to say demotion, but I think he's going to take that spot on the third line a little personally um, and say, hey, I deserve top six minutes. I deserve to be on that first line, and here's why. I'm predicting a four to three victory. Tarasenko's getting at least two of them. I like it. I like it. All right. I, I completely agree with that Tarasenko assessment, too. I think he's going to be pissed off that he's not in top six, but like like you said, he's going to go out and show that he's that that's where he's belongs. So. Mm-hmm. Big game from right. Vladdy, from mm-hmm. Big Daddy Vladdy. I'm down for it. I think that's all. Yeah, and I think that's all we got time for today. So definitely stay tuned for tonight's game, how it goes. We might be on locker room after. Who knows? But we'll have all those reactions and everything live for you on the Lockdown Blues podcast. So make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Lockdown Blues. Follow me on Twitter and locker room at Josh Hyman NHL. Tommy on Twitter and locker room at twelcher15. Thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.